Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Allison Gill of Muller She Wrote and the Daily Beans Podcast. We have a lot to discuss, a lot to fit in. So before we get into it, the Start Me Up Podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash start me up check out all the tiers i do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads you can hear the free shows on tuesdays and thursdays and they're followed up by what's up a show just for patrons where i talk about anything that comes to mind it's a little more personal kind of like my online diary visit patreon.com slash start me up and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with allison gill welcome back to the show allison Hello, thank you. It's good to hear from you again. It's my it's my hope porn friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hopium flying monkey wrangler extraordinary. Hopey and porny, hopey porny. I mean, I just think it's so funny that they call you. I was looking at one of your tweets, and we're going to go over them, but you were tweeting about the DOJ, and somebody came on, and they were talking to you as if you're like, I can't remember the words they use, but like that you're obsessed with them in a, in, in, in a way that you think they're going to be our savior. And it's just so fucking exhausting listening to these people. I don't understand why they want to shit. I mean, I, okay, I, somebody else came on and, and was saying, look, we've been burned before. And you're like, yeah, I get that. But still, there are things going on and there are facts that are out there and people are like, I don't believe it. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like I don't yeah. care what facts you don't believe. <laughs> and and look, there's you know there's a couple of important things here too. We have to decide how we define justice. Yeah. Otherwise, we keep moving our justice goalposts. Hmm. Um, you know, is justice that there's a, an investigation done, uh-huh. or is justice if someone is indicted, or is justice if someone is convicted? Or is justice if someone receives a sentence that you think is fair? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when you don't know what your definition of justice is, then it's hard for you to argue that it hasn't been served. So, you know, a lot of people will say, look, wake me up when he's in handcuffs on television, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if that's your idea of justice, that's cool. Then justice has not been served for you yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but I am a news organization and I need to tell you if something's happening at the Department of Justice. For me, mm-hmm. for me, I keep thinking of George Hahn. <laughs> but I was only saying, and I've only been saying for the past six months, that, the, that the, the Department of Justice is investigating. They have to be. They have to be. Come on. Mm-hmm. It would be ridiculous to think that they're not. Yeah. And I got a pushback. No, we haven't heard anything. We would have heard something. We would have heard people that were subpoenaed would come and be talking about it. We would have heard this. We would have heard that. You're stupid. You're a Garland apologist. You're yes. dumb. You're yeah. full of hope. And I'm like, they've got to be investigating. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Proof they are. And I'm like, then my job is done. Yeah. I was correct. Exactly. Well, you, you tweeted this. If you come at me now insisting the DOJ isn't investigating, I'm going to assume you're beyond help. Just block you. I absolutely love this attitude. I have this attitude. And, okay, so another, you did a whole thread, and I want you to kind of just kind of go over this after I 
talk about what you tweeted first, which was, meet Thomas Wyndham. He was brought in several months ago to investigate <laughs> the top coup at DOJ. Did you hear about it before today? So fill us in on this and tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so the New York Times came out with a piece, and of course their headline is, Alex Jones is going <laughs> to cooperate. And yeah. I'm like, that is not the headline. The headline here is that this Maryland prosecutor, Wyndham, had been brought on several months ago to investigate the top of the coup, separate and apart from what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, and that there are two teams at the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. One of them focused on the boots on the ground people who attacked the Capitol, and one of them focused on the more complicated conspiracy cases. I'm like, how is that not the headline? Mm -hmm. Yeah. that we've all been waiting and looking for. Now, of course, you know, I've been reporting that there's signs that the DOJ hasn't been, in, been investigating since last September. Mm -hmm. uh, but those were a little more, like, mm, vague. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the subpoena, we learned about the subpoena, especially the one to Ali Alexander a few weeks back, and I was like, see, ding, 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 yeah. and now we have this. And I also, the reason I wanted to point out Thomas Wyndham is because everyone blames Garland as though he's the one investigating January 6th. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's not. Uh, it's the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C., Matthew Graves. And now it's Thomas Wyndham. So if you have a problem with the speed or the resources right. or something with the Department of Justice, you have someone to blame other than Merrick Garland. Here's here's your target. Here's mm -hmm. your new target. Take mm -hmm. your take your focus <laughs> off the guy at the top because you know you're just it's you're just gonna suppress votes. I've seen so many mm -hmm. tweets. Well if there's no Yeah. Yeah, and that's always <laughs> that's always the thing that gets me the most is the we're not gonna vote if you know what's interesting is there is I don't want to be too specific about this person for reasons that I really can't talk about, but let's just say I know a conservative man. He's an East Coast conservative man, and he's a never-Trumper, but he can't fucking stand Biden. And I can guarantee you – well, no, he can't, he can't stand Biden right now. I, I don't see this man very often, and I know that this is just you know one example of many people – but I think this person does represent a lot of East Coast conservatives. I'm not, you know, I say East Coast conservatives because there is a certain kind of person. And I'm sure there are West Coast, middle of the country conservatives who have the same mindset. But the whole point here is he doesn't give a shit. I don't think he gives a shit about Merrick Garland and what he didn't not vote for Trump or vote, if he did vote for Biden, because I don't know how he voted. But what I do know is he said he wasn't going to vote for Trump. So he either didn't just didn't vote or he did vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. There are people who are insisting, hey, there's all these never Trumpers that voted for Biden because we want to see justice. And this person doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about any of it. And, you know, he's not going to vote for Democrats anyway. But I think the idea here is, you know, there are these people who are insisting that if it doesn't go this one very particular way, then it's going to mean the Democrats are going to lose and they're not even taking into account, you know, all the other voters out there who have, there are all kinds of fucking issues that people are facing and not everybody is laser focused on the 1-6 committee. I mean, I think we should be, but we're not. 
And so, no. therefore, I don't think we're going to Democrats are going to lose because of that. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily going to help them. But on the other hand, I don't know that it's going to hurt them. I do know that the Democrats are up against a lot. And, you know, it's just there's so much fucking shit going on and they have so much to deal with. But honestly, I'm more concerned right now. I am more concerned. I mean, of course, I want to see justice. I know you want to see justice. But it's like I want to see the Republicans go away <laughs> yeah yeah and, and there's a couple of things at play here right because if if we do lose the midterms those people are going to blame it on mm-hmm. the fact that trump wasn't arrested on yeah. pay-per-view take down with you know yeah. whatever their vision of justice is right uh, which which changes on a daily basis by the way <laughs> yes it does. Um, but what a lot of folks don't realize is our politics in this country right now is like a light switch. It's mm-hmm. either in one position or the other. Mm-hmm. It's either democracy or autocracy. Mm-hmm. There's no third option. Mm-hmm. You, 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 if you sit out and don't vote, it's not like, oh, we won't be either. Mm-hmm. We won't, we won't have to deal with Biden or Donald Trump anymore. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, right. <laughs> it'll be great. You know, <laughs> it's one or the other. It's there's mm-hmm. no other option. Unfo- mm-hmm. that sucks. Mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't that way. Yeah. No, you're right. A hundred percent. I mean, it's a, you know, I see people on Twitter going, why not a third party? And it's like, look, a third party has not made itself viable. You know, and, and, and I don't even know that that would be the best answer. But let's just go with uh, the third party argument. You need that third party to literally be vi- viable. And if it's not viable, then it's a wasted vote. And, you know, maybe back in the old days before fucking Trump came down that escalator, you could you could do your little protest vote and it would definitely hurt people if the republicans won but it was basically a vote for republicans and you thought you might be teaching the democrats a big lesson and same on the other side for people who didn't vote they thought they'd be teaching republicans they're not teaching anybody a lesson <laughs> you know the parties no. are not taking a lesson from you from you not voting yeah no and uh, we've learned that in 2016 yeah uh, or we should have we should have um the only time a third party is rad is if it's going to siphon votes against your opponent. There you go. <laughs> and this is evident in what they did in Florida. Republicans went out and looked for candidates with the same last name as the Democrat wow. and made them run and said, you know, and sent out Democratic progressive looking flyers for that candidate when they were actually running no party wow. and paid them a bunch of money. There have actually been arrests and indictments for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not for the fact that it's not illegal to run a third party candidate, mm-hmm. but it's illegal to give them $40,000 because <laughs> the yeah. max. Right. It, that's what third parties do. They yeah. are paid for by your opposition to siphon votes from your side. That mm-hmm. is it. That is the only viability they have. Mm-hmm. And the dark money on the Republican side does this on purpose. Yeah. They, you know, I, I made a bet. I said, Tulsi Gabbard, if you don't run, <laughs> if you don't run, I'll give $1,000 to your favorite charity. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, she's a piece of work. Yeah, she's talking about woke culture. It's like, yeah, you have you are a Putin puppet. Whether that you've been purchased or not, you are a Putin puppet and basically a MAGA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so now, you know, Bernie's going to push Ro mm-hmm. Khanna to run. Bernie might run like just mm-hmm. third party, like just stop with the third party thing unless you use it properly, mm-hmm. which get somebody to run as a Republican to siphon votes. Off exactly. Yes. Again, it's, it's a light. Switch. 
Yeah. We have democracy or we have autocracy. Yep. That's it. All right. Uh, I want to kind of switch gears here and talk a little bit about the Alex Jones story. So I'm not too from. I saw the interview or I mean, I saw I'm sorry. I saw the New York Times uh, story. Alex Jones. I know you said this is not the headline, but here is the headline. Alex Jones reaches out to Justice Department about January 6th interview. And then it says, as a condition of being interviewed by federal investigators, Alex Jones, who is known for his rants about the deep state, uh, and its supposed control over national affairs has requested immunity from prosecution. So what are you taking from this? What do you draw from it? He's trying to stay on the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's realized that he's either a target in an investigation uh, from the Department of Justice or a subject, uh, particularly because of his ties to the Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, Roger Stone, etc. And he's trying to stay out ahead of it so that he doesn't lose his InfoWars money. Hmm. He's trying to say he's trying to control the narrative by saying, "Look, I approached them because I don't trust the deep state government, and I'm going to need immunity if I'm going to tell anything." And he can keep bilking his, you know, mm-hmm. gay frog. <laughs> it's gay frog to keep sending him money. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's. That's all this is. And, hmm. and, you know, whether or not maybe he got a target letter saying, hey, you're under investigation, buddy. Um, maybe somebody approached him and said, hey, we're, we're looking to charge you with obstructing an official proceeding or seditious conspiracy alongside your friends and the Oath Keepers of Proud Boys. Or maybe the Department of Justice didn't do anything and he just wanted to be the first guy to reach out to them because he doesn't trust them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. But he might have gotten a subpoena. Um, mm-hmm. or a target letter. But for, for me, for me, he's just trying to stay out ahead of it so he can keep raising money uh, from his InfoWars audience because yeah, if you'll notice that his statement says, I don't trust them. I don't mm-hmm. trust the government. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I need immunity. Uh, so. Well, a lot of people are taking this that he's just going to be going and spilling the beans on Trump. Maybe, but he's a shit wit. Excuse me, can I say that on your you show? You can say anything you want on this show. <laughs> he's yeah. Right? Now, that doesn't mean his testimony might not be important because he could give you other leads and maybe documentary evidence that could lead you to other people that are trustworthy. Um, but, you know, I, if I were a prosecutor, I wouldn't put Alex Jones up as a witness in my case. That would be stupid. Uh, but you know, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he could, he could turn into a Cohen type figure. Maybe he lo- maybe he looks at Michael Cohen like, hey, I could write a book and people would love me. And <laughs> if I would just do, you know, if I if I turned, um, but you know, it would be a different audience than he has now. He would yeah. have to, you know, change his whole way, his whole kind of audience members, like right. the, his current listeners would ditch him yeah right wow um so we'll see what happens but i mean he you know i don't think he's 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 an important player Mm -hmm. uh a lot of people are saying oh he's worthless no he he's definitely not because if you're looking at a conspiracy a seditious conspiracy he was part of that with the oath keepers and the proud boys so he's he's up there above like Stuart rhodes on the ladder but definitely below like a Roger Stone and a Donald Trump and an Eastman. So we'll see. Wow. All right. Well, we have to take a quick break and we will be back after this message. Hey there, it's Kimberly. If you'd like to support the Start Me Up podcast, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You'll see all the different tiers. You can make your choice and you will have my undying gratitude. Thank you so much. Okay, we're back. Um, what 
what did I want to talk to you about? There were so many things, and of course I can only um, remember so many, and I should have written it down, and I don't think I did. But that's okay, because I do want to know, oh, I know, what, do you know anything that's going on with, see, I'm really fucking bad with names, and you're really good with them, and you remember, but the guy um, in D.C., is it, no, New York, New York, I'm sorry, the, the, um, the whole investigation into Donald Trump and the two prosecutors that left, do you have any more information on that? Are you talking about Manhattan District yes, Attorney? Thank <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Oh, that fucking guy. Brag, um, yes, brag. I, I want to hear, and I've, I've been writing to Tish James mm-hmm. saying, hey, I like you. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> because I have more faith, more faith resigned in protest than I do in Alvin Bragg. Mm-hmm. And I was there for a couple of weeks. He refused to allow key witnesses to test out and tells everybody, hey, hey, I'm still investigating. I just wanted more evidence. I needed more evidence. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Or you wouldn't have stopped the testimony of two key witnesses to the grand jury. So I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's motivating this. I don't know if he was given some dark money donations to his campaign. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's been bought off if it's straight up corruption. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, remember, I remember Cohen like hand was trying to rig polls and handed somebody a, a Walmart bag with a boxing glove and ten thousand dollars cash. You know, wow. like I don't know if it's that kind of a situation. Right. Um, but I have taken that off my list of possible awesome things um, <laughs> that could happen to Trump. And I my focus and hit it from the from the jump has been down in Georgia with Fonnie mm-hmm. Willis. She's about to seat her grand jury on May 2nd. Mm-hmm. They should start hearing testimony uh, in June. Mm-hmm. And she has said that there will be a charging decision by the end of the year. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to most. Interesting. Yeah, and actually, Bob Seska, my boyfriend, he he's right there with you. He's like, focus <clears throat> on Georgia, focus on Georgia. So, But it's funny because if it's coming at the end of the year, <laughs> that's going to make you know so many people angry if it doesn't happen before the midterms, but they're just going to have to get over themselves because I hope that doesn't stop people from voting. I don't think anybody who listens to me or you um, on on the regular would say, oh, I'm not going to vote unless Trump is charged with something before the midterms. But, you know, maybe you have a family, people in your family, people, you know, please encourage them, please. (laughs) Because it's like, this is fucking ridiculous. something to consider, too. I'm very big on the Department of Justice. I hope they indict Trump Mm -hmm. for for 1512c2 obstructing official proceeding and 371 conspiracy to defraud the united states i hope the department of justice gets him on that however if a republican takes office in 24 or if the republicans take over the house in 2022 they can't stop the doj investigation Mm -hmm. if the republicans take over the house they can muck it up yeah you know but they can't stop but they can gum up the works. But if a Republican wins in 2024, everyone's going to be pardoned anyway Yeah. in the Department of Justice. But Georgia's different. Even if the governor at that time, uh, you know, if there's a, a Trump conviction, even if... Oh, God. <laughs> what was that? I don't even know. <laughs> I watch. It's, it's the deep state. <laughs> it is. They're, they're coming for me. But even if they don't want me to talk about this, <laughs> your watch is like, shut up, Allison. <laughs> but everyone's like, oh, if you know, if if Bonnie Willis indicts in Georgia, the the, the Republican governor will just pardon him. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how it works in Georgia. Georgia has a a pardoning board. Oh, wow. It's not a governor. So 
woohoo for that. Now, of course, wow. the governor and the legislature could come in and change that rule, but yeah. I believe it's in their constitution, so it might be harder than we think. Wow. Well, that's that's helpful, and that'll be an interesting thing to uh, to be watching. Um, you know, I ask this all the time, even though I hate it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, what do you... What are you thinking? How are you feeling about the midterms? Well, um, it's it's never good for the incumbent party, uh, historically speaking, right? Right. right. Um, but I'm not going to be defeatist and say, "Oh, we'll never win." Right. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can. And we've out, we've raised so much money mm-hmm. and we did so well in 2018. It was yes. a blue wave. It yeah. was a blue tidal wave. It was. In 2018. And we came out and showed up in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to stay optimistic, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also realistic. I know a lot of people don't think that about me because I'm so in love with Merrick I know, all your hope porn. <laughs> but um, I'm concerned that if we don't win, that everyone will just think the world is over and the mm-hmm. country is over and they just give up on everything. Mm-hmm. That's my main concern. Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much got the same concern and I'm trying everything, like I'm using everything within me not to fold into myself because it seems like you know you turn on the news and whether it's twitter or the actual news and it's just one fucking horrifying story after the other and especially you know watching what's happening in ukraine and we're seeing i mean obviously those people have to fight they they don't really have a choice i mean i guess they had a choice but but then here, the way that we're being attacked, and we are being attacked, we're being attacked by white supremacy, fa- fascists, oligarchs, um, basically who have a similar idea about things, I guess you could say, as Putin does. Um, but Putin has been attacking us. You know, he threatened that if we help Ukraine, that he's going to attack us politically. Well, he's already been fucking doing that. And people don't even realize it. Our social media is you know so much of the divisiveness has been caused by you know I'm, I'm sure republicans jumped on that bandwagon and started sock puppet accounts and troll farms and whatnot but we know that there were troll farms in russia and they they were actively sowing division in you know the in the u.s and so that's going to keep happening but it's just the the fact that because of the reporting uh, you know i mean i think you today you tweeted out that there was more coverage of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard than there was, at, was it on the 1-6 committee? Uh, the, the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene is going oh, to test that. okay. That's right. qualification under the 14th Amendment for insurrection. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, you know, I mean, I think it, you know, that's a domestic violence or a domestic abuse case, so I do think it's important, but if that's all they're talking about and then they're not talking about stuff that's going on in the government or if they're both sizing it or they're doing the things that you know the current media is doing it's not helping democracy and it's because it's not informing people of what's going on so there's a lot of people walking around just they're not informed at all and Mm -hmm. so like you said then all they need to see is you know some discouraging event and then they throw their hands up and say fuck it we're over and yeah you're right that is a real possibility and i hope that there's a way that we can come out of this, I, you know, it'll be, now let me ask you this, do you have any idea what's going on 
because there was something that might that was supposed to happen that might have postponed the one six committee's public hearings. Do you know what's weren't they supposed to start in April and what's the deal with that? Yeah, they were supposed to start in April, but they had about a hundred depositions left to go, mm. and at a day that puts them in you know mid June. Oh, okay. And so they just because of the obstruction and all this other stuff, and you know, and they've never really been like too solid on a start date mm -hmm. um, on purpose. I wish they would have just said this entire time the hearings will be when they will be. Right. Yeah. So there's no Instead expectation. Yeah. Ballparking it so that people can get upset. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the hearings are going to happen. That's the whole purpose of the committee is to have the hearings. The purpose of the committee is not to make criminal referrals. They can't indict anybody. The purpose of the committee is to maybe make some legislative suggestions like to shore up the Electoral Count Act, um, you know, st stuff like that. But the, the hearings are there whole purpose the closer mm -hmm. the hearings are to the midterms the better it is for democrats so i don't understand oh, okay. why that's good that's good mad mm -hmm. that, that they're gonna be a little bit closer to the election yeah no i'm than, with you on that yeah than previously thought of course for some reason democrats can't get that messaging across i know but it's I'm all for it. I'm like, hell, have it after the August recess. Yeah, and then they I might know. Not have time to do their report. Right. Which is going to come after the August recess. But we know how the public really takes yes. to report. Yeah. Yeah, and it's true that, it, you know, if the closer to the midterms, the better it is for all of us. So I think that's what we should be focusing on. I wish everybody heard you say that. Did you tweet that? <laughs> yeah, I'll tweet it. I'll, tweet. I'll be like, Dude, I just heard that the hearings aren't going to be until June. Rad! I know, yeah. <laughs> it's all in the presentation. Okay, it, it's always good talking to you about these things because, you know, I've been kind of on my shows lately. I like to have a little bit more fun just because it is so overwhelming. Um, and I like to leave everybody with something fun at the end. So what I've been doing is asking my guests to do the Bernard Pivot questionnaire, the one that we hear on the Inside, Actress, Inside the Actress Studio Ooh. after every uh, interview. So this will be fun. So let's just get started. And the deal is you just basically it's the first thing that comes to your mind. And I know sometimes it's a little hard to think of shit, but just try. So first we'll start with what is your favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> Do you know how many people say that? Um, what is your least favorite word? Oh, oh, um, hate. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Kindness. What turns you off? Um, discouragement. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> what, what sound or noise do you love? <laughs> Can I say none? Like, I like it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quiet. Silence. Laughter. I would say laughter. Okay, what sound or noise do you hate? Construction in the morning. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Lawyer. What profession would you not like to do? Politician. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You were right. They arrested Trump. <laughs> 
you know that the you were right i believe is what alec baldwin's answer was so (laughs) (laughs) he didn't throw in the arrested trump part but um what was it the the uh wait did what 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 did you say profession you oh wait you don't want to be a what politician politician right and i think you would make a great lawyer so that's what i wanted to say (laughs) you would make a great lawyer um well as i said it's always it's always a pleasure talking to you you have such great takes on things and i appreciate it so of course before i let you go tell everybody where to find you oh everywhere no uh you can (laughs) find me on Twitter, I tweet mostly from at Mueller, she wrote, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. You can also find me at Allison Gill or at Daily Beans Pod, which is my main podcast, The Daily Beans. Uh, and you can also find our, our wonderful network, which we partnered with Sexy Liberal uh, Podcasts, and that's at mswmedia.com. Very, very cool. And then, so I've got a bunch of links for everybody on Patreon. Also, if you want to just go click those. And you can find me, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget the extra E. My books are on Amazon. Thank you, Allison. It's a pleasure. Always great to talk to you, Kimberly. Say hi to Bob for me. I will. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.